Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey there, this is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. You know, this show is created to discuss real-life topics, to challenge and transform your thinking. And I like to go around the planet searching for the best humans I can find to come on here to grow and challenge the way we think so that we can expand what we're doing, what are what we're thinking, how our lives are going to be. So today I have Dr. Ruth Gochian, and I hope I said that right. She is the Chief Learning Officer and Assistant Professor of Education and Anesthesiology and former Assistant Dean of Mentoring and Executive Director of Mentoring Academy. <laughs> I hear your speaker. You got that. <laughs> At Wheel Cornell Medicine. <laughs> You're fine. Her research is about mindset, guys, and you know we love to discuss this, and it's um. This is her mindset and skill set of peak performers, including Nobel, Nobel laureates, astronauts, Olympic um, champions. And she has a book that's coming out that's called The Success Factor. So I really wanted to get into this with her. I'm really excited she's here. Dr. Ruth, thank you for being here with us. Um, so I know that's a little bit of a snippet of who you are, but I would really love for you to tell us a little bit more about you, please. Thank you so much, Nina, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Here because I, I obsess about success and anybody who wants to awesome. geek out with me about it, I, I am game. I've been studying success for a very long time because I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning aiming to be average. I think right. people want more, but they don't really know how to do it. And you can't really copy other people's habits. That doesn't really work. So what's another way that, that it can be done? So I decided to find out and when I want to find something out, I go deep. So at the age of 43, I decided while working full time and raising my family, 
I was going to go back to school and get my doctorate. So That's I did. Awesome. Yeah. And I literally got a doctorate in success and I haven't stopped studying it since. And it's when I realized that an astronaut is just like an Olympic champion figure skater, I realized mm. that these are learnable skills. And if they're learnable skills, I'm an adult educator. I can teach them. So I've been going around the globe teaching it, wrote the book, The Success Factor, about it, and just thrilled to be here and share it with everyone. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Um, I love that you went and got your doctorate in success. Oh, that's so great. Anyway, okay. So I'm going to geek out with you too, because I kind of love this kind of stuff. And it's true. Like even in my 40s too, I'm reinventing myself and, and learning more about me and, and about success and mindset and mind flow and the whole thing. And I am loving it. Personal development and personal growth is like amazing. So um, talk to me about what you did before then, before you went for your doctorate, you were an educator, you were a teacher or? So way back, uh, my bachelor's and master's are in business. So I tried my, um, did my toe into finance and international banking and did that for a few years. But then I realized my first love was really to work with students. Mm. So I said, well, I already worked with undergrads. I want a new experience. What's the most competitive program I could find? That's what I want to run. So I found out it's for people who want to get the dual MD and PhD degree mm. simultaneously mm. in seven to eight years. I said, I want to run that. So I ran that program for over 20 years, everything from recruitment to alumni affairs, admissions, budgets, operations, grants, you name it, I did it. And I loved it. And right. I just, I really, I noticed that within this group who are already the best of the best, it has a 3% acceptance rate. Wow. But even amongst this group, there's certain ones that really just float to the top. And all of our national conversations were about those who were leaving and how do we retain them. And I was more interested in the other end of the spectrum, those whose work is so incredible that it'll more than make up for anybody who is leaving. I wanted to focus on those people. Right, right. And when I went back to school and started researching this, my mentor said to me when we were talking about topics, he said, he never told me what topic to pick, but he said, do something important, not just interesting. Because if it's important, it'll have an impact. If it's interesting, it'll be a hobby. Mm. Fun fact, when I asked Dr. Tony Fauci how he picked which projects to work on, he said, I work on things that are important, not just interesting. So now right. I had two big people telling me this. Right, right. And I mean, it sounds like too, that you had it already built in you, right? To kind of go for, for challenging things or things that you thought were more challenging than the average, right? So do you, do you think success has a lot to do with how you're born or your personality or the grit, you know, like, do, do you think that has something to do with each other? Well, I think, I, I think that sure you're, you're born with certain talents, but if you don't do anything with them, they're of no great use. Mm -hmm. If you're surfing the couch, that's a waste of your talent. But a lot of the high achievers I was born with, or I was born with, I was uh, interviewing and research were actually born with a lot of really incredible talents, mm. but they didn't love all of them. And it took them a while to figure out that they could be good at like really good at certain things, but they can be amazing at other things. Mm. And they realized they were going to focus on what they're amazing, which turned out to be what they are most passionate about. 
That's something. So did you, did you, um, as you're studying all of this, did you discover like methods and ways of discovering that in others? Or are you just mostly studying others and what they're doing? What kind of an adult educator would I be if I didn't teach people how to do it? Right. So I, so the book is really broken up into three parts of the book, the success factor. It's first of all, what is success? And then hmm. what are the four elements that all the high achievers had? And then the third one is how can you implement it into your own life, which is so important because I can tell you what the four elements are, but if I don't teach you ways to start implementing and trying it out, it's not going to be a very much use. And because I studied adult learning and leadership, I know that not all adults are the same, right? So what works for me may not work for you. And what works for me today may not work for me the next time I have a transition, a new job, a new partner, a new child, a move, a parent getting sick. When we have all of these life transitions, we need to sometimes re-examine and readjust and realign what it is that the way that we do things. So uh, we know, and this goes back to the earliest adult learning theorist, Malcolm Knowles, who said adults need choices, which is true. So I created for each one of the elements a buffet of options that you can pick from when you want to learn how to implement these things in your life so that if it works for you now, and then all of a sudden it stops working for you or is not as effective, you can, I tell people, this is a book you can keep on your nightstand and really just open it up, go to the chapter that you need and you'll learn new ways of doing it that you can try. And sometimes what's old is new again. Right. And you know, that's, that's true too. I mean, um, I was reading, I forgot where I was reading that they said they read books three and four times because they'll always get something new. Most people read a book cover to cover and then put it to the side and never touch it again. But if you really are trying to learn from a book, you should be reading it multiple times. So I agree with that. So let me ask you something. Do you think there are multiple, uh, um, definitions of success? Or do you have a, a definition that you is your go to when you talk about success? My early research was just to define it. Because right. if you asked five people, you'd get eight different right. definitions for it. But what I can tell you is this, is that success is a moving target, which means there's always more to do. Mm-hmm. But that's really what made all these people successful. None of them quit after they got the Olympic gold medal or the Nobel Prize. I don't know of a single Nobel Prize winner who stopped doing science just because they won the Nobel. If anything, they doubled down and did more. Right. 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 So we have to realize that it's just it's a moving target. There's always something more that you can do. But the way I looked at it, because we can we can do a whole other episode of how you define success. but. Right. These are people who really created a paradigm shift in the way things are done in their field. They have achieved something great in a new way, but that's not enough. They're also paying it back and pulling people up as they advance. So it's either through one-on-one mentorship or running large-scale programs, but it's never about just them and their success. It's always about bringing up other people as they move up. And that is so critical. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a, there's a point though, in that journey when they are, you know, when they've reached um, their, their laureate or what, you know, what their Nobel prize, do you think that's the, the, where they say, okay, I am now successful or, or is there ever a feeling of not quite reaching success. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, it's a moving target. So our, cause I know we have goals. 
right? Mm -hmm. so there's, I think that's different than success. Yes. But, you know, when you reach a goal, sometimes you think that's what's going to be the success part. And it's usually not. So no. And it's so funny, Nina, that you brought this up, because whenever I ask, um, you know, I, I would reach out to these people and I'd say, oh, you know, Nobel Prize winner, so and so, you came up on my list as a high achiever. And they would say, I did. And I would say, you know, you won the Nobel Prize. If right. you don't think that's success, what does that say about the rest of us? <laughs> right. So there's right. always more they want to do. There's always more. So so that's what I mean. Like, so then is is success really like eluding us or is there success? You know what I mean? Like, is there really success or is it just a an idea? No, there absolutely is success, but there's also an aspiration which is what you want to do after you've achieved that certain level of success. What's the next step? And in fact, if you ask any of the Olympic champions, any of the NBA champions I've interviewed, NFL Hall of Famers, I said, can you show me your favorite medal? I always ask that at the end. And only two of them had it on display. The rest of them, it's in a brown paper bag in the nightstand. It's in the box <laughs> under the bed. It's in a brown paper bag in the sock drawer. One of them, Scott Hamilton, gave them all away. He right. said it was just too suffocating to have in the house. Wow. One of them had it in a basement in his mother's house. He's like, yeah, I've got one at home. Because they were very clear with me that those medals were a chapter in their lives, not mm. the entire story. Right. Wow. That's powerful, isn't it? And it, you know, and it really uh, speaks a lot about our growth and development too, right? Because if you do stay stuck with holding on to just the past and that one medal, you won't move forward. And that's also something you can get into too, right? Hitting that, all I want is the Nobel, you know, Nobel prize. And then you get it and then you're like, now what? Now what? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that happened to, I uh, forgot his name, but the, um, the chef that uh, committed suicide. I, for, I forget his name. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. You know, he said the same thing. He goes, I've reached as high as I can reach. Now what? And my immediate thought to that was you go help someone else reach that too. Um, and I don't know if he ever did do that or not, but he did take his own life. But the, the point is, is that I, I kind of admire them for that, for not having it all on display and suffocating yeah. them as, as he put it, you know, um, that's a really powerful thing because it shows you that you want to keep growing too. Do that's you right. think that like when you said to the Nobel Peace prize winner, um, and they go, really, do you think that has to do with, uh, like self-belief or anything like that? Do you think that has to do with not wanting to have ego or pride or, you know, what is that? I think it's something that happened as a result of their work. They didn't do such great science because the Nobel was at the end of the rainbow. Right, right. They did good science because they believed in it passionately, passionately sense. about their research. One of them who I interviewed, Dr. Bob Lefkowitz, who won the 2012 Nobel Prize in chemistry. He was offered to be chair of a department. He was offered to be deans of school. He always turned it down. He said, mm -hmm. I'm not interested in that. I just want to do my science. Right. And that's what right. he focused on. And actually, people won the Nobel ahead of him whose research came from his research. And they oh, wow. won it before him. And he's like, you know, that's what it is. Right, right, right. Wow, that's that's powerful, right? I mean, um, I love to I, I love finding out that they're only human as well. You know, like when I speak to people like that myself, it is so neat to just 
have a normal conversation with them and realize they're just like me and you. That's and right. they, they really just love what they're doing. Now, do you believe that people can be very successful in multiple things? Like, do you think, you know, they he got the Nobel Prize, but then he just switches up and tries to do something else he's gifted. And do you think he would uh, also can be successful in that as well? So I see this, especially with the athletes, the scientists continued long term. Um, the athletes took pivots, right? That, mm -hmm. you know, at some point you're not training for another Olympics, right? Right. But what are you doing next? But they had the same mindset in whatever they did next, that same work ethic, that same intrinsic motivation. So some of them went to coach in whatever their field is. Some went to do writing, some went to do mm -hmm. investing, some went on to professional schools such as medical or law school. But those were the same mindsets that made them so successful in that. And that, again, is because what led to their success is a chapter in their lives, not their entire story. And people always ask me, why, you know, why is it that some crumble when they get the gold medal at 15? It's because they didn't have their next chapter planned out. Mm. Mm. If you have your next chapter and this is just one chapter then you're going to go on to great things. So good. That's so good. That that says a lot about mentoring too, right? Like surrounding yourself with the yeah. right people, yeah. especially if you're a young athlete, right? Or, you know, um, somebody who's successful when you're very young, you have to surround yourself with the right people because if somebody would have told them you should think of your next chapter, they wouldn't feel so defeated when they, you know, when they can't get there, right? That's right. So do you ever find that um that that somebody who is successful like that and and highly focused on their you know their career or what they're learning do they struggle with a uh, family life or home life or do you think that that's also a piece of their success you know focusing on their families or or wanting to have a a healthy family do you ever find any of that did you do any kind of research like that i i didn't do and i think it's it's i didn't look into that deeply and what i can tell you is anecdotal some had beautiful family lives mm -hmm. some came from very broken homes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some it was fine you know it it was great so it really ran the gamut Right. And that says a lot, doesn't it? Because that that when you're saying that to me and to some people who are listening is that it doesn't it doesn't matter. That's right. right. Like like it doesn't matter. You can make it and be successful in anything you put your mindset to and what you focus on. Right. So that's a powerful thing you just said, because um, I think, you know, sometimes you can get into that victim mentality and you can really even though you have your gifts and you have things that you're very passionate about. But because you are the woe is me or have a victim mentality, that can really steal from you a lot. Right. Do you agree? Absolutely. And if you think one of the people who I interviewed was Apollo Anton Ono, who is the most decorated Winter Olympian with eight, eight medals, also won the Mirabal uh, Dancing with the Stars, the Mirabal right. Trophy. Um, you know, he was raised in a single parent home with his dad. Wow. Right. And he went to Lake Placid to train at the age of 14 with people who are older than him. Right. Right. So and he did, as a result, have the traditional high school with the traditional prom and the traditional cap and gown. Right. It was very different. 
Or how about Devin Harris, who was the three-time Olympian, original member of the Jamaican bobsledding team. If you ever saw the movie yes. Cool Runnings, yeah. that's the story of Devin and his teammates. Now, granted, the movie took some creative license, but they're from Jamaica. It's a tropical island. Right. They're not surrounded by ice. Right. And they had to make it work. In fact, Devin told me that the first time he saw a bobsled was three, four months before the Olympics when they oh came gosh. to Lake Placid. The first time they saw a bobsled track was at the Olympics. Wow. But they did it. They did it. They right. did it. And he said to me, it wasn't about winning the medal. It was about getting there. Right. So what do you do? to apply that in your life personally, right? Because you're interviewing amazing people mm -hmm. and your book is about to come out. Mm -hmm. And um, so how do you then apply what you're learning in your life? I tell people I was patient zero. As soon as I realized these four things, I started implementing it on myself because I said, if it works on me, it's going to work on other people. And I can't, I can't tell people that they should do something if I didn't try it myself. Right. And I tried the four elements and that's when things really started to improve. And that's when I started writing for Forbes and Psychology Today and invited to all these leadership think tanks and won these big awards but it, it really took learning what those four things are. So I know that these things work. I know right. it does. Right. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to get my hands on your book, woman. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited for the success factor. I, I really am love. really excited for it too. I love because you're doing the work, Ruth. You're not, you're not just like, you know, uh, spewing out things here. You're literally interviewing all of these very highly successful people and learning what is working and what is not right. And so to get your hands on a book like that means that you're going to have some key tools from key people yeah. that you uh, want to maybe aspire to, or at least glean something back, you know, from that. So and that's what's so right, Nina. So this is not my anecdotal advice, right? This is not right. sitting in, on her couch and spewing out advice. This is actually research that was done at the doctoral right. level. That's where it started. Right. And right. Then it continued since then. And when I talk about the four elements of success and how to implement it, I actually share the stories of these Nobel prize winners and astronauts and Olympic champions. So when I tell you that you need perseverance, you're going to hear about Dr. Peg Whitson the former chief astronaut for NASA, who was twice the commander of the International Space Station and spent more days in space than any American athlete. Wow. But for 10 years, she was turned down as an astronaut. Wow. Her application was not accepted for 10 years, but she didn't give up. Right. Wow. And that's something so, that's those powerful. Are the stories that you, <laughs> that you will hear. These are not the stories that you get on Google. Right, right. Or from an armchair expert. And so, exactly. you know, I mean, that's a, there's a lot of that going on right now. So it's really refreshing to speak to someone like you who is actually doing the actual work and then putting it in play. And so before I wrap up and let you go, I do want you to give us, you know, how we can get our hands on the book. Um, I don't know if you have a podcast or not, or if you do a YouTube channel or anything, but go ahead and share all that with us. So the book is called The Success Factor. Wherever you love buying books, it's available there now on pre-order. Oh, great. And social media, whatever your favorite platform is, uh, just look up my name and you should be able to find me there. And my website, ruthgotian.com. And if you subscribe to my social media uh, that you'll see, um, 
you'll see some of the articles that I write in Forbes and Psychology Today and awesome. Nature. So you'll really be able to get those actionable tips that you can implement immediately. And I will say I do um, volunteer with the Mentor Project and I have a show every Monday night at eight oh, o'clock, right. 8 p.m. Just go on the Mentor Project on any of the social media at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard and you'll be able to um, see the show live and ask questions of the guests. And a lot of the people from my book are actually there on the show that oh, you'll get to fun. see. So that Jamaican bobsledder, he's there almost every week, Devin right. Harry. Oh, that's so fun. And we had Nicole Stott, the astronaut, last week. And the week before, we had Dr. Bob Lefkowitz, the Nobel Prize winner. And we have others um, coming up. So go check it out. It's a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, man, I'm going to check it out. I am. And I want to um, thank you so much for spending your time with me because I know you're a busy woman, but I was really, really excited for this interview. And um, I'm glad we connected. I really am. I'm going to go check out that book. I'm going to check out your show. This is fun. Fun times. Thank you. And guys, thank you so much for being here and spending this time with us. I will make sure to link all of Dr. Roof's information down in the show notes so you can go ahead and grab her book, go look at her show, follow her on social media. Let's see all this amazing work that she's doing, the success factor is coming out so that you can have the success in your life. So I cannot wait for all of this to come out. Thank you guys for watching. This is Dina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Don't forget to subscribe, click like, share away, and let's get this community growing. Until next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.